Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the alleged surge trader scam or the alleged surge trader related scam. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys all about that later and why I chose that specific wording. But before we hop into things, I want to say a big thank you for all of the support that you've given the show. I just ran the July numbers and it was one of the biggest months for the Trading Coach podcast as far as downloads, listens, and all that fun stuff. So you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Keep liking. Keep following. Keep sharing. Keep subscribing. Keep leaving ratings and review. And we will keep building this show until it becomes the best trading-related podcast out there. Now, wanted to share with you some news today, which is a little bit different than what we usually talk about on the show. Usually I'm selfish and I only talk about things that I want to talk about and, and I kind of turn a blind eye to most of the smoke and, and, and fog and stuff that's happening in the industry. But as we're trying to make this a more well-rounded show and, and touch on topics that you guys care about and topics that are really relatable to you, this one came up as a very important one because it has to do with that theme of prop firms. And in fact, in the very last episode, we spoke about prop firms and kind of prop firm hacks and how you can use that to accelerate your wealth. So it's kind of um, convenient in a way, also a little bit disappointing that this news comes right after the release of that last episode. So first and foremost, what is the big news? Well, Recently, the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission, they recently charged Brent Seaman with operating a $35 million Ponzi scheme. Uh, Janice Seaman, who we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later, was also included in the suit. But basically, the SEC charged Brent and kind of various different entities, there's a whole bunch of them out there, with fraudulently raising about $35 million from at least 60 investors through an unregistered securities offering. Um, the, the tough part is that many of these investors, as usual, and, and these people always seem to get picked on, right? But many of these investors that were used were elderly, retired, and connected to a local church that Seaman was a member of. And it's just... You know, it's the same story. It is typical. It's me and my wife are just having a conversation about elderly people getting scammed because they're it's they're not used to technology. They're they're used to a different day when there wasn't as many scams or where scams didn't look as legit. And it's just sad that they're in this position to be had and, and, and that people actually take advantage of them. The church thing is, is awful too, because if there's one place you would think you'd be able to trust someone, it is a member of your church. So I guess it makes it easy pickings for the scammer. And in, in all honesty, many of these scammers don't start off as scammers. They kind of get into these situations. If you ever watched or, or read about um, Madoff, the same type of situation, he didn't go off to start scamming people. He started off with a legit idea. It didn't go his way. And unfortunately, the the pride and the ego of many of these people, they get in the way of them kind of just being forward and saying, hey, I messed up, um, blah, 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 blah. They try to lie about it to save face because the saving face is less painful than, I guess, you know, fraudulating people, if that's a word, uh, scamming people and whatnot. But anyway, the SEC complaint alleges that from um, summer 2019, it was June 2019 to September 2022, 
he basically told investors that, hey, I was going to use your money and invest it in some tech companies and trade currencies and commodities and all that fun stuff. He also made a false promise of annual returns of between 18 to 48 percent and described the investments of uh, as safe and the returns as guarantee. Now, the 18 to 48 percent isn't a, a, a bad thing. That's something that we would expect from individual traders. It, it's, uh, you know, the 48 is a little bit on the high side for some type of investment fund, but nothing that is kind of puts out any red flags. However, if anyone in this industry ever guarantees you money or ever guarantees you that any type of investment is safe, that are, those are two big red flags. The first thing that we say in every disclaimer is that, hey, when you trade or invest, you have the risk of losing all of your money, right? That's why we tell people whenever they say, how much money should I start an account with? The answer is never start with more than you're willing to lose because you have to be prepared to lose it all. Um, so there is no safety. There's also no such thing as a guaranteed return. Obviously, with the chance of losing all your money, there's no guaranteed of any type of return. So when someone tells you that type of stuff, it is basically a big red flag that this is a scam. There's another trading, uh, I don't want to call it a trading scam, but another trading educator, investor, I don't really know what he was, the details of it, but he was very popular. Um, if you were watching YouTube, probably up until the year before last year, I, I guarantee that you saw one of his um, um, ads on your YouTube channel, but he got in trouble for the same thing. He got, I think, sued for like $3 million or something like that, or had to settle for $3 million with the SEC, all because he was making these videos saying, hey, my system is guaranteed to make you this much money. It was like 20 or 30% a day or, or, or never lose a trade or one of those same things. But you know, very important that you stay away from those words that say guarantee and have a realistic expectation that nothing is safe. And I don't, I don't say that to scare you away, but you know, that's just that's just how it is. It is no different than a poker player. You could be a very skilled poker player and the odds can be in your favor and, and you can be the best one at the table and say that, hey, I never expect to lose anything, but you can always get a bad hand. You can always maybe meet your match and someone's better than you and you lose everything. That, that chance is always there. So nothing is ever guaranteed in trading. But he was saying that these investments are safe and guaranteed, obviously a way to, to suck people in. And, and he did this and attracted investors by kind of touting his uh, his proven success as a currency trader, right? When uh, in reality, he was actually losing millions of his investors' money, right? Worse than that, he was also using the money they invested to, you know, kind of play this role up as this superstar trader. So he's purchasing luxury cars and going on trips with private planes and all that fun stuff. Um, and then lastly, he kept the scheme going by making Ponzi-like payments to investors since he didn't actually have the returns. Now, there are many others, uh, I guess, co-defendants, I guess, in this suit as well. And one of them were Brent's wife, and her name is Jana. Uh, she was also named as a relief defendant, along with a few associati associated entities, including Surge Capital Ventures, LLC, which allegedly received millions of dollars in investor proceeds. Um, now, both Jana and Brent have, they have not confirmed or denied whether any of this is true, but they have agreed to settlements, in, including a, a, an over $750,000 settlement from Jana. Now, how this relates to trading is that, well, Jana, and you probably heard the name in one of the entities, right? Jana is the founder of 
Surge Trader. And although Surge Trader, at least from what I looked up, is listed under a different LLC, it's not Surge Capital Ventures as the one that's in the suit. It's, um, I think, Surge Funding LLC, something like that. There's no denying that there is an association here. And where this affects us as traders is that, well, I work with a lot of traders on a regular basis. For you guys that don't know, I am not just a currency trader and an investor. I am also a trading coach. And my goal is to help develop traders and help them develop the skill that they can use that trading for different things. They can either just be a self-employed trader, independent trader, trade for themselves. They can become a coach. They can start signal services, or many of them are taking the prop firm route. We have a handful of traders on the platform that are now trading for prop firms. And we're working very, very closely with a handful right now who are kind of right on the cusp, right? They've gone through the process. Everything is coming together. They're pretty much at the point where they're dotting their T's and crossing their I's. And the biggest decision that they have to make is not how am I going to become a profitable trader, but which prop firm is going to be the best one to go with, which is going to give me the best opportunity of passing the challenge. And a lot of these challenges out there are unrealistic. A lot of these challenges have... I guess, uh, you know, uh, levels that you have to make in very short periods of time or just levels that levels of return that just aren't realistic, realistic per how we trade. Again, our idea of trading at tier one trading isn't that, hey, you're going to make 30 percent a month. No, it's like, hey, you may make three percent a month. And if you can do that consistently, then job well done. So it's a little bit different than some of the other stuff you hear out here. Um, so a lot of our traders recently fell in love with surge trader because instead of having a very short period for you to pass a challenge it actually gave you a very long period i believe a year and that is something that was very attractive because again in our in our style of trading right you're if you want to pass these normal challenges you just have to get lucky let's be honest you have to hit a hot streak at the right moment right where you're taking the challenge and boom you get lucky there um where you have to be extremely skilled um our edge, at least of the way we, we teach, is, is really exploited and extracted over longer periods of time. So it's not on a single day. It's not on a single week. It's, it's over months and, and, and quarters and, and, and years and stuff like that. So the one year challenge interval gave these traders a lot of hope because, hey, they don't have to waste their money and hit right away. They can invest their money and they can really prove themselves as a, as a trader over the long term. So it had become basically the consensus um, for many of the traders prop firm challenge to go with. And it sucks that now this comes up because I, I do think you honestly have to second guess it. Now, again, surge trading or surge trader funding, whatever the actual surge trader thing is called, was not labeled in the suit unless I didn't see it. It was a different company, um, which was called Surge Capital Ventures. But you can't deny that there's an association between the founder of Surge Trader and the lawsuit that's going on. I, I don't think you can disconnect that. It's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm not sure how you can feel safe or comfortable knowing that someone that who someone who was involved in an alleged scam and, and, and who knows how active she was involved. Maybe it's collateral damage because you're the wife and she signed up with these LLCs or, or maybe she's actively involved. I don't know and I'm not here to get into that. It's not my job. But even if you're guilty by association, that, that puts a red flag over everything you're a part of. And the question is, as a trader, how do you balance that? How do you balance the fact that, hey, this is probably one of the only prop firms that gives me 
an opportunity to pass without me kind of refiguring out my trading style, the, the, the way that I've worked so many months and invested so many hours on. And how do I judge that versus, hey, this is a unethical person, right? That has scammed before and there's a good chance may scam again because this, this isn't the first time for Brent either. This is his second time, I believe. And I'm not here to make that judgment for you. I can tell you that from my personal experience, um, I don't take a lot of risk. Now, again, this is me talking from a, a different perspective. I, I am not in need of trading for a prop firm. I, I have had a, a brilliant career all by myself, so I can afford to say no and, and wait for the best situations. If, you know, just like I spoke about in the last episode, if I were someone that was young and hungry and, and didn't have a, another way to make income off of trading, I may rethink that. I, you know, it may be worth the risk. Um, it's something that you definitely have to do your, your due diligence with. I would say this, the one thing that makes it a little bit easier to swallow, I guess, and, and this is again, assuming that nothing in Surge Trader gets caught up in this mix and everything is kind of being paid out the way it should be. And there's no red flags that come out with people who are currently trading for them, is that Surge Trader, the, the prop firm, the online prop firm is a little bit different than someone managing your investments. Because if someone's managing your investments and raising money, you are giving them a boatload of money. And whenever you give someone a boatload of money, there's a chance that you can never get that money back. So there's a massive amount of risk that's associated with that. However, with trading for a prop firm, aside from your initial challenge entry fee, which is gone no matter what, right? You're, you're, whether they were frauding you or not frauding you, you pay it to take the challenge, it's gone. They don't really have access to any of your money. So you kind of know your risk. I don't know how much the fee is, but you can look at your risk reward and say, hey, my risk is that I lose this. Right. And there's opportunity costs and time and all that stuff as well, obviously. But there's no further risk. You, you can't lose any of your hard earned money. The only thing that you can learn that you can uh, lose, excuse me, is time where maybe you trade and you have good returns and you're expecting a payout. And all of a sudden that payout doesn't come. But that's definitely on the lower scale of risk. So it's one of those situations where even though morally you may feel some type of way, if you measure it up, it's still just because of the situation you're in where you 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 have to use this to springboard you. And, and this can be a short term uh, deal. Right. Remember what we spoke about in the last podcast. We talk about using multiple prop firm challenges. Right. Having your safe one that gets you in the game that allows you to trade and, and, and get paid out and build your capital. And while you're doing that, that gives you the stability to try some of the riskier ones. And, and you can kind of invest your your money even if there's a higher risk of you failing because that money is kind of house money because it came from the other prop firm right and you can build up a different portfolio of of passing these prop firm challenges even if you don't maybe trust search trader or may even if you don't kind of morally line up with them which I, I do think is something that's important one of the reasons that we've never partnered with any prop firm firms out there, uh, despite the many requests, is that from a from an ethical standpoint, I just don't agree with a lot of the stuff that they're doing or, or how they treat traders. That's a, a story for another time if I didn't do a podcast on that already. But you can always use this as a spring, springboard saying, hey, I'm going to turn a blind eye for that for a short period of time because I have to be selfish and focus on myself. I'm going to take this challenge. I'm going to pass this challenge. I'm going to get funded. I'm then going to try and get funded by other prop firms because now I have a little bit more flexibility to take those risks and do so. And if I do get funded by other prop firms, right, maybe I, I grow my account to the point where now I can weigh those morals a little bit different. Now 
I don't have to kind of sacrifice my values or, or my feelings for money. Now that I have other options, now it's easier for me to say, okay, no. Um, it's it's a tough one and you gotta really do some self, self-thought to see where you're at. But at the end of the day, again, this podcast isn't to convince you one way or the other. Uh, please don't get it confused. I'm not out here bashing surge trade or anything like that. I'm not saying use them up. I'm not saying don't use them. I'm not saying these people are bad. I'm not saying these people are great. My, what I want to do is just give you the information and hopefully lay it out in a perspective from, from both sides that allows you to think about all the options and make the decision that is best suited for you. So it's a tough decision out there. I'm, I don't envy the fact that you have to go through it. Um, but remember, there's no such thing as a wrong decision, right? You are thinking about your future. You are being selfish, whether it's selfish from a monetary perspective, whether it's selfish from a, a moral perspective, right? And when you're selfish, when you're doing things for yourself, you can't be wrong as long as you're comfortable with that decision. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them below. There's a, a Q&A section here on Spotify where I usually ask a question. Feel free to check that out. Leave your response. I'll, I'll publish it so that others can see it as well. As always, if you're listening on YouTube, there's a comment section below. If you're listening to this on another podcasting app, say Apple, Google, Amazon, what have you, um, you can always find me on social media at Akil Stokes RTM. Shoot me a DM. I do check all those out and I do respond. All right. Until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Remember, take a second to leave me a rating, write a review, share, subscribe, follow, and I'll see you guys with the next episode of the Trading Coach Podcast.